the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Bob Agnew in Washington Should Republicans retake the House following the midterms Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the first piece of legislation would be to roll back Internal Revenue Service funding found in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, eliminating those 87,000 new IRS agent positions. McCarthy says another top priority is shoring up the U.S. border. We've watched what's happened to our border, the millions of people who are just walking across. People on the terrorist watch list. But now we're watching it create every community to be a border community. Fentanyl, the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. That poison starts in China and comes across our border. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson says inflation brought on by the administration's policies continues to place a burden on American families, including the elderly, on fixed incomes. This is SRN New. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications holding corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. It's the 10-day adventure you'll remember for the rest of your life. The Stand with Israel Tour, November 30th through December 9th. You'll go to over 40 iconic sites, including the Galilee region, the Jordan River Valley, and more registered day. See the full itinerary at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather today, chance of showers high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny, then breezy, high of 66 as well. Hour 1 of the Narn with Mitch Berg is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. A blog I've been doing for 20 years. Through ups and downs, through writer's block and, and, and written, uh, let's just say profligacy, uh, I, I've been, I, I write the news that fits, that matters to me at least, five days a week, along with my co-bloggers, Mr. D., uh, Jeff Kuba and uh, First Ringer. Uh, by the way, we have some interesting uh, news coming up in the near future here. Looking forward to announcing that fairly shortly here. Uh, and it's news that will actually come up fairly soon, not like the 10th anniversary of Party of the Narn, uh, which we've been planning off and on for eight years now. We're going to make all of it work here. Anyway, stay tuned for that here. So 
I hate to indulge in schadenfreude. Actually, I pointed out last week, one of my big pet peeves is national public radio reporters who speak in apparently normal Oberlin, upper middle class white boy accents until they get to a Latino word and then say, Would you get up Honduras? Uh, bring me an enchilada. Bring me an enchilada. I mean, it's it's a, it's a pet peeve of mine. And so, to, to set off that particular pet peeve, I would like to say, I don't like Schadenfreude. I'd like to say it, but it's not true. I'm sorry. It's I I try and be a better person than this. I I try to aim high. I try to take the high road in all things in life because you you lose nothing in life by taking the high road, especially if you can take the high road and win. And that's certainly what I seek to do and and in many of areas of my life have done. Maybe not politics as a conservative in St. Paul, but otherwise, generally speaking, the high road has the best view long term if you catch my drift. But I'm only human. And weeks like this past week, cannot help but bring out a certain amount of schadenfreude. Excuse me, schadenfreude. Uh, I, I can't help it. I'm, I'm not made of, I'm not perfect. And, and that schadenfreude is out in full force today, this week, all this week, because after, what can I say, a couple of months of looking at nothing but wall-to-wall, bad-to-iffy news, and messaging and 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 a, and a DFL messaging machine that pretty much controlled the public airwaves and as always controls the news uh, media of all types in the Twin Cities. I was starting to think, oh man, is this going to be like watching Kurt Bills running for Senate again? Is this going to be like Jeff Johnson's second run for governor where he comes in dis- depressingly far out of the money despite everyone's best efforts? Or worse is, uh, well, is this going to be, yeah, yeah like like, uh, like another Mike McFadden campaign? I mean, we we throw everything we got into the race and come up, I don't know, what it was, a five, eight point short, whatever it was. It was just going to be one of those. And, and this week we started to have just a little bit of hope that maybe, maybe not. Now, we had some hints after, well, I'll get back to the polling in a minute here. It was a no good, very bad week for the DFL on four different fronts. First of all, polling. The polling, which has been appearing to be inconsistently but generally rosy for the DFL so far, including a uh, poll that came out from Survey USA and Channel 5 right after Labor Day that showed uh, Governor Waltz in a 18-point lead over Scott Jensen. Now, I say inconsistently rosy because it showed the constitutional officers' races, uh, Attorney General, Secretary of State, and State Auditor, well within the margin of error and definitely threatening. So this would tend, even then, to have belied the notion that we accept as conventional wisdom that as goes the top of the ticket, so go the rest of the constitutional office's races. Stay tuned. We'll we'll find out soon enough. The election is uh, under six weeks away here, so we'll get to put this all to the test for real. But we'll come back to the polling talk in just a moment here. Uh, the no good, very bad week continued uh, with some endorsements from county sheriffs around the state of Minnesota uh, for who? Not not Keith Ellison, but for Jim Schultz. We'll, we'll come back to that, as well as the potentially no goodest, very worst news for the DFL. Uh, 48 of their constituents, of their 
activists, of the members of their nonprofit industrial complex, and in some cases, staffers and campaign donors, were indicted for the biggest social services fraud in Minnesota history, a fraud that occurred on Keith Ellison and Julie Blaha's watch. And to put the cherry on top of the Sunday yesterday, it turned out that Governor Waltz and his administration lied about it, about, about, about their role in it. And in a just world, in a world where Republicans have some access to getting messaging out to the undecided voter, this would be game over for this election, or it should be. I mean, we understand progressives will vote Democrat no matter what. People who label themselves as progressives, they won't even vote green. They won't even vote marijuana party. They will vote for the Democrat because it's not about issues. It's about power. It's about control for them. So it doesn't matter if the endorsed DFL candidate lied about massive fraud on his and her watch in the case of co-governors Flanagan and Klink. It doesn't matter, for that matter, if they are actual active criminals themselves. I mean, look at all of the Chicago politicians who have won elections while sitting in prison. And it doesn't, for that matter, matter for that matter, I don't think, if that politician is human. I mean, the DFL could, in, in Minneapolis, in CD5, in Hennepin County, probably Ramsey County, could endorse a, a TV remote, slap a DFL endorsement sticker on it, get a campaign contribution from Javier Mario, and get 50% of the vote or more in Hennepin County, Minneapolis, certain parts of, of Dinky Town and, and Kenwood, they'd probably get, get uh, into 66% of the votes. But progressives aren't everyone, not even in Minnesota, not even in the metro area. Anyone who has a mind to be changed, anyone who has opinions that can be convinced, should look at what happened here with this Feeding Our Future scandal, which is not a new scandal, but it it took a new level of reality this past week as 48 indictments were handed down, including one of a woman who was heading to the airport with a one-way ticket to Ethiopia. One, one woman who had had the distinction of being the only of the 48 people indicted to have actually served a meal to anyone. <laughs> $250 million, and the number of meals would probably fit at a Weight Watchers meeting in Roseville. That's how bad it is, folks. And Governor Waltz and his administration lied about. We'll talk about each of those issues in turn today. By the way, we'll be talking with uh, Senate District 63 GOP-endorsed nominee Sean Holster in the second hour today about how this scandal has affected his race, his race against a uh, DFL-endorsed opponent in South Minneapolis, right in the heart of the scandal. Sean Holster will be with us to talk about that because in a just world, this would knock his candidate straight out of contention. Sean happens to live in a district full of these self-same progressives. And while there may be few of them and they may be a little less loud in some respects, at least the, the, the more moderate ones than in previous years, they're still out there. They still dominate entire swaths of the Twin Cities metro. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington, Roseville, 
more and more Edina these days. The progressives, not just Democrats, not your grandfather's DFL, progressives. People who are the grandchildren of the people who, who banked on the communists during the Cold War. They are in power all over the place. Nonetheless, uh, those who are not completely, fully committed to that, that, that worldview should be convincible after this news, presuming the media lets it get out or presuming we, the Republicans, the people who stand against this stuff, can find a way to sideslip the media. It can be done. Ronald Reagan did it. Other Republicans have done it. We have to put aside being the party of stupid long enough to do that ourselves. All right, let's talk about the no good, very bad week. Uh, Monday started off with a Trafalgar poll uh, saying the governor's race was tied and Jim Schultz and Ryan Wilson were ahead in the attorney general's and auditor's races. At the top of the ticket, Republican challenger Scott Jensen was behind incumbent uh, Tim Waltz by just under three points. And the margin of error, lest you be uh, wondering about, is larger than three points. It is very likely a statistical tie. Now, the Survey USA poll right after Labor Day, two scant weeks earlier, showed a crushing margin for Governor Klink. Uh, not so much this time around. Uh, the Waltz-Flanagan ticket, uh, 47%, uh, percent, 45% for uh, Scott Jensen, Matt Burke. That's 2.7 points difference here. That's well within the margin of error. Uh, down ticket, news is even better. Steve Simon uh, leads Kim Crockett by a little, exactly a point, 46.2 to 45.2. Uh, the attorney, uh, by the state auditor's race, uh, 43-41. Ryan Wilson leading. Ryan Wilson leading Julie uh, Whiteclaw Blaha by two points in the Trafalgar poll. And Jim Schultz leading Keith Ellison, 49-45. to 45. Three and a half points, 49.5 to 35, uh, 45.7. Three and a half points. Again, within or right around the margin of error. And not... Not nothing to get cocky about, but at the time of the campaign, when those of us who've been doing this for a while are used to seeing polls from the Star Tribune coming out showing Republicans with absurd uh, deficits to make up, which, by the way, never actually translate to rarely fully translate to real life. It's a bit of a change. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit about polls for just a moment here. We'll talk about the rest of the no good, very bad week as we continue uh, through the show here today. But I want to talk a little bit about polls because there's a lot of rampant illogic and, frankly, illiteracy about how polls work being uh, being transferred. Now, the, the Trafalgar poll came out. And of course, the, the, the person who runs Trafalgar polling is a registered Republican, someone with a, with a track record as a Republican. To which people say, oh, it's a Trafalgar poll and it came out on Alpha News. They're all Republicans. It's not credible. And by the way, Republicans who do the same thing say, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a triple P poll put out by Channel 4. It's not credible. That's a logical fallacy. I mean, saying it's called an appeal to authority or an ad hominem, sort of halfway in between the two, saying the source of the information is what makes it invalid. If you can't attack the facts, then you don't have a logical argument. All you're doing is throwing mud. There are logical arguments to be made, and I want to talk a little bit about the logical arguments and how these polls are put together and how the assumptions that go into the polls, rather than the people who transmit them to you, are what make them valid or not. Something you need to know as we talk about polling going towards uh, the big show coming up in November here. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, the page at 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. Same as it ever was. The same as it ever was. 
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 16,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide, 800-226-8833. That's 800-226-8833. 800-226-8833. Al Momberg here. Over the next two Sundays on the World of Aviation, we'll learn what it's like to have a discovery flight at Thunderbird Aviation. The operations manager at the Patriot, John Berg, will fly a plane for the first time. John and his instructor, Tyler Reich, will lay out for us what John will go through step by step. Then, on October 2nd, John will come back and talk about his experience flying a plane for the first time. Join us Sunday morning at 10.05 for the World of Aviation on AM 1280, The Patriot. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, 10-Day Adventure you remember forever coming up. Stand with Israel Tour with Dinesh D'Souza and Sebastian Gorka. They'll be broadcasting live on the trip and making sure this is the best trip you will ever have in your life. Register today and see the full itinerary at AM12A, the Patriot.com. It's the Stand with Israel tour, one of our most popular offerings every single year, year in, year out. 651-289-4488, the number to call if you want to join us here. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Let's take a quick note to talk about polling. I don't want to get too geeky here. I don't want to go too far off uh, the rails here. But I, I, if I've learned one thing in my life, it's that without some semblance of logic, approaching uh, questions, arguments, debates, issues that face us with some semblance of logic, in other words, 
taking the same basic approach to, to solving an argument, or at least arguing the argument uh, together, there's no chance of ever reaching a, a, a conclusion that works for everyone. Logic is, is how we've done this in the Western world for millennia. Now, people say, well, that's, I, I'm not, we heard a lot about that this past week on social media, let me say. Uh, the the D- DFL is like, oh, that, that poll, that Trafalgar poll that shows uh, uh, some of the re- Republicans running ahead of the DFL. It's, it's a Trafalgar poll. It's run by Republicans and it's on Alpha News, which is a Republican. It's, that's just as intellectually thud-witted and lazy as people who say, oh, that's on CNN. It can't be. It can't be any good. It's on CNN. That's, again, in terms of logic, it's one of two logical fallacies. Take your pick. The, the, the uh, logical fallacy of the ad hominem, which means who, the person making the argument it invalidates it as opposed to any facts that they state, or the appeal to authority, the source that you have or the authority that source, source supposedly has is your argument rather than the facts they present. It's entirely possible for a thoroughly credible person to put out facts that are completely wrong. It's entirely possible for someone you disagree with in every possible way to make an argument that is 100% factual. If you're not attacking or defending the facts, you're not logical. All you are doing is attacking the person or the institution or the citations that they give you. It's, it's it's, It's illogical. It is counterfactual. Or it doesn't get at facts at, at all in any way. And I'll give you an example. Polling is something that, that, that it's we, we've talked about this in the show many times over there, including talking with some people who work in polling. Polling is a matter of secret taking numbers that anyone can get and adding some secret sauce to them to try and predict the future based on a, a snapshot of time in history. Let's say we did this. Let's do a poll of 1,000 people throughout Minnesota. 1,000 men, uh, excuse me, 1,000 people selected at random, except selected very carefully. 500 men, 500 women. Yeah, I am a biologist for your purposes, sure. 500 men, 500 women. Uh, 500 of them call themselves Republicans. 500 call themselves DFLs. Let's leave third party outs for now. Uh, Third parties out for now. Let's say 200 of them are from the Twin Cities. 350 are from the Burbs. And uh, 450 are from various parts of greater Minnesota. They're evenly divided across age. Whatever their percentage of the age bracket is, that's how they're represented in the polls. And incredibly, let's just say hypothetically, 50% of them vote Republican and 50% of them vote Democrat. 50% of them uh, pull the the trigger for Tim Waltz, uh, 50% for Scott Jensen in the poll. This is not an election. This is a poll. You're doing a survey. You've picked out the most representative sample of Minnesotans you can find. And lo and behold, it's been a 50-50 poll, exactly a tie. Now, this is a snapshot that you use to try and extrapolate across the entire population what you think the whole population of 5 million people, probably 3.5 million voters, really thinks. There's no way a sample of a thousand people will be a perfect representation of what the whole population thinks. We won't know that till the election. But what you do is you take uh, and, and tweak those numbers, even though we have an exact 50-50 tie. We know that this isn't an entirely representative sample of Minnesota. I mean, it's close as we can get it, 
but it doesn't reflect the people who turn out for elections. This is called a turnout model. Oh, by the way, let's say all 1,000 people are equally likely to turn up the poll, out at the polls. In fact, let's just say for purposes of argument, all of them will be at the polls. No question about it. Okay. Apples to apples. But that doesn't account for turnout. Uh, some years Democrats turn out, some years Republicans turn out. So we're going to take that sample of a thousand voters equally split across all demographics and, and genders and political orientations, the big ones at least, in Minnesota, straight up even. And we're going to take those numbers and come up with an exactly even result. But we know that's not how all three and a half million voters in this state, or however many show up at the polls, will actually vote. We have to go through some sort of process to say how many of these people of each party are going to turn up at the polls, really, on Election Day. The easiest way to do that is use previous elections. One way to do that would be to take the 2018 turnout model, uh, where Governor Waltz beat, uh, beat uh, was it, Jeff Johnson by, I believe it was six points, right around six points, 53-47, let's just say. Let's use a 53-47 uh, turnout model, DFL leading. Well, suddenly, those that exactly even poll result that you got, 50-50 across 1,000 voters, we wind up presenting that as 53% DFL. And we may fudge it a little bit because, of course, 2018 was a wave year. Uh, let's let's pick another wave year. Let's pick the last Republican wave year. You had. Let's, let's, use, let's use the 1984 election. Uh, 55-45 GOP. Well, suddenly, and maybe scale it back a little bit because it may not be that big of a wave uh, this this time around here, but you never know. Uh, suddenly, that's going to skew the numbers to instead of 500 Republicans, 500 Democrats. We're going to report this, the model of this of this poll, after running through the, the special sauce of, the, of our estimate of the turnout, is going to be more like 55%, 54-55% GOP instead of directly down the middle. And let's let's go the opposite extreme. Let's go the Watergate years, 1974. Let's use that turnout model. We There's no reason you would. But just to show how the numbers can be teased, that 500-500 even tie, if you use 1974 numbers, becomes like 62-38 DFL with that same sample. And, of course, you would, if, the, if the samples were more skewed in one direction or the other, let's say you had... Uh, 550 voting for Jensen and 450 voting for Waltz. You could call it a a 10% lead, but if you filter that through the turnout model, say from 20,018, that lead narrows way, 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 way down. So you're, you're taking the numbers you actually get and you filter them through the turnout that you assume for whatever reason is going to happen. That's how you get polling numbers, among many other things. There's many other factors that go into it, but those are the big ones. Now, the Survey USA poll ostensibly was uh, even numbers were at 36% Republican, 36% Democrat, and the rest were independents. Now, that may be a good sample, except we know that at least there's evidence that independents in Minnesota tend to vote Democrat when they finally get to the polls. The So far, that's that's generally observed a republic uh, for the last several elections independents have broken towards the dfl will they do it this election here we don't know the trafalgar polls secret sauce seems to do a better job of polling blue collar voters 
people who don't commonly take polls, trying to filter for the fact that progressives tend to like to talk on the phone with pollsters, politically active people who in Minnesota tend to be DFL. Uh, that that would skew the results if you get them. We don't know who is more accurate, Survey USA or Trafalgar. They both get A ratings from Nate Silver, who is generally considered these days to be the arbiter of what makes for good polling. He's got a decent track record, although he's had bad years as well. My point being, whatever side you're on, whether you're a DFLer or a Republican, the answer to a poll you don't like isn't oh the Republican uh, it's a Republican pollster or a, a DFL leading media outlet. It's perhaps satisfying to say it might even be accurate at the end of the day, but it doesn't attack the facts. And the unfortunate fact is it is hard to attack the facts behind polls if you don't go digging through cross tabs and digging into polling methodology and finding out how they actually got to the assumptions they ran the actual hard numbers through to get their final results. If what I just explained to you about our fictional thousand voter survey is really unclear and confusing, going into the methodology and numbers behind a real poll is much more complicated than that. But just saying a poll is or is not Republican or Democrat isn't attacking the facts. It's illogical. It's anti-factual. It, it, it is counter to the responsibility one has to engage in a reasoned argument. And in the interest of fairness, I'll say Republicans and Democrats both do it. But Democrats do it more. At least they're doing it more these days. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you should you uh, have an urge to join us. And I hope you do. Oh, the DFL's no good, very, very bad week just continues on here as we move on here. We're talking uh, this past week, uh, roughly two dozen county sheriffs endorsed Jim Schultz, which is why you're seeing all these desperate-sounding ads from Keith Ellison in the attorney general race, someone who expected to waltz to a victory, is suddenly realizing he's got the fight of his political life on his hands. Uh, go nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. 
I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget you can get yourself in place to bag your query with the Hunter's Forecast Thursday morning, 7 to 11 a.m. and 3 and 7 p.m. Courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range, with two locations in Chanhassen and Egan, 651-289-4488. Should you care to join us. You can also join us at hashtag NarnShow on Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. Hope you can join us either way. We're, lines are open. Operators are standing by, by right now, even as we speak. So join us. Call on in. 651-289-44. I just said that, didn't I? Anyway, Keith Ellison's uh, week didn't start off a whole lot better than the rest of the uh, the ticket. In fact, uh, the Trafalgar sh- uh, poll showed him considerably behind uh, Jim Schultz. You've seen the desperation in some of the ads that have been coming out here trying to trying to <laughs> Keith Ellison trying to show himself as tough on crime, which is utterly laughable. And as it turns out, uh, very contraindicated by the events later on in the week, of which more uh, shortly in this broadcast here. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 he came out this past week, and by way of trying to show how tough he was on crime, well, kind of fulfilled one of the definitions of insanity. He's, he's actually going out and doing appearances for Progressive Minnesota. I'm, I'm sorry, not Progressive, Protect Minnesota. Protect Minnesota, the so-called gun safety group here in the Twin Cities, which has been the leading organic gun control organization in Minnesota for quite some time. So after four years of going soft on crime and actively lionizing, quote, anti, end quote, fa, and uh, coddling protesters in every possible way while bringing the full 
power and might of the state down upon, I don't know, people who flouted the governor's emergency declaration. Suddenly he's trying to show how tough he is on crime by going after law-abiding gun owners or doling out $10 million as part of a new strategy aimed at preventing carjackings, assaults, and shootings uh, it, it has become a historic stretch of crime, uh, violent and property crime in, in the state of Minnesota. This is a Hennepin County initiative, but essentially what they're taking is $10 million and giving it to nonprofits. Like so much state effort in every era, area, you're taking taxpayer money and transferring it from taxpayers to the DFL's political class. And some of those nonprofits happen to relate to crime in some way, potentially, like, for example, gun control groups and uh, bail reform groups and, and and the like. But they're basically there to pay salaries for people who are part of the DFL machine. And whether the, the subject is crime or, say, feeding our future, I don't know. What could possibly go wrong with pumping money into the nonprofit industrial complex? That's part of the DFL's no good, very bad week. Oh, that's leading up to the big kahuna uh, up next. But first, let's go to the phones. Minneapolis, Diane, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are live and on the air. Hey, Mitch. You know, I just wanted to say I went to a very prestigious college in Washington, D.C., and uh, I, I took a statistics class. Yes. And what I learned about statistics is that you can manipulate them any way you want. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so you can say there's 330 million people in the United States of America, and then you sample a thousand people and say that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. Like, why is that real? And, and it's and it's real. It's never real, per se. You can make it map reality or at least your prediction of reality by by choosing the filters, if you will, that you put onto those thousand people, as I described in my example here. You want to say I take a turnout model from a Democrat wave year, that sample is going to lean more Democrat than if you took a, a sample from a Republican wave year. It's not even necessarily lying. It's it's using it's doing mathematical modeling, which is, in other words, just using mathematical hocus pocus to try and say this is what this these numbers really mean. And at the end of the day, some of them may be close. Go ahead. It, it, what I'm saying is it's distorting reality is what oh, yeah. it's doing. Absolutely. So that's what people need to understand. Like everybody who, who wants to watch polls needs to understand that eh, it's a poll, but who do they sample and who do they talk to and what were the questions? And if it's only like 800 people out of, a, out of you know, 100 million, then oh, yeah. how real is that? Uh, and, and some of my favorite examples, thank you very much for your call, Diane. One of my favorite examples was a poll uh, in, I believe, in the mid-2000s that showed a crushing uh, level of support for some DFL uh, progressive initiative. And you look at the crosstabs for the polling, and it was 600 people uh, that were uh, registered voters but not likely voters, which you know, their their opinions are farther out and tend to be farther to the left because de- Republicans tend to be more aggressive about getting out and voting generally uh, year over year. And it was extremely lopsided towards people in the Twin Cities. I mean, something like three-quarters of those uh, 600 people uh, were from the Twin Cities, from the 612-651-763 area codes. The outstate very underrepresented in that polling. And voila, the polling came out very heavily in favor of the DFL. Now, I'm, I'm going to not quite go out as far as Diane. There are people who approach polling 
with endless good faith. They actually want to try to take those numbers and turn them into something that reasonably predicts reality or reasonably, reasonably predicts results or at least reasonably predicts sentiment at a given point in time. I, I believe that's I believe that to be the truth. I mean, I know people who work in the field who say, yeah, no, we, we do try and get the most accurate picture we can. And the devil is in the details. In this case, the details that they use to filter those numbers to get the model to show the results that they think, according to the information they have, reflects reality as closely as possible. Some people do better at it than worse and by, uh, than others. And by the way, it comes and goes. I mean, 20 years ago, the Zogby poll was the gold standard. Anybody remember John Zogby? I mean, his poll is still out there, but starting at about 2008, whatever special sauce they put on the numbers got farther and farther from final results. And nowadays, John Zogby mostly does push polls for the Democrats because his his general public opinion polls are not regarded as especially anywhere close to reliable. Likewise, Rasmussen. Rasmussen uh, trended a little bit Republican, but they called a bunch of elections. I think 2004, they nailed they were the only major polling uh, organization that predicted uh, how much George W. Bush was going to beat John Kerry by. Their results have strayed farther afield in the last 18 years. And, and Rasmussen is, uh, you, you still look at his facts. You still look at the cross tabs and see how, okay, wh- what are the assumptions they're using for these polls? And one way or another, Rasmussen's polls have been less accurate, at least in terms of measuring against final results in the last few years. In recent years, uh, Survey USA has been generally good. They've had some howlers, but they've generally been relatively close. Trafalgar, again, has had a few turkeys, but they have tended to be farther out, harder to measure races. they Nailed the last couple of presidential elections closer than pretty much anyone out there. Nate Silver gave him an A. So there you have that. Anyway, that that's I went way longer on polling than I wanted to do here. But uh, oh yeah, the, uh, the 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 no good, very bad week for the DFL did in fact continue. As I pointed out uh, this past week, two dozen Minnesota sheriffs endorsed Jim Schultz over Keith Ellison. They they just said they have no faith in Keith Ellison. Uh, including, by the way, Ramsey County Sheriff Dave Fletcher. Now, Fletcher isn't—he's I mean, he's frequently lumped in as a as a Republican, and by St. Paul standards, he might be. Although he's far from a conservative, he was probably the, one of the worst sheriffs in Minnesota when it came to granting carry permits, for example. And it cost the taxpayers of Ramsey County half a million dollars during his last term as sheriff, when he had his overturn or his, uh, denials of carry permits. Uh, overturned in court, which under Minnesota law requires the county, the sheriff's office, to pay the court costs of the challenger. Half a million dollars worth uh, during his previous uh, stint as sheriff. Well, that's fine. I don't know that he's doing that now. Certainly, back when I got had guns before they all fell into the lake, he got me my permit on time without any muss and fuss and maybe a little bit early. But that's neither here nor there. Sheriff Fletcher, who's become something of a... Uh, celebrity in recent years for his on-patrol videos, which have gained nationwide attention and many imitators, said that as far as he knows, and again, he's he's, he's theorizing here, he doesn't know a single sheriff among the 86 that are not Dave Hutchinson, 
that would get behind Keith Ellison. That, that says maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe every sheriff in the state but Dave Hutchinson of Hennepin County does, in fact, support Jim Schultz. Maybe the 24 that came out and made the endorsement this past week are the only ones. What we do know, and this is a fairly easy poll to take, is that 100% of the sheriffs that have endorsed an attorney general candidate have endorsed Jim Schultz. Now, the DFL's been responding to this. Their their message smurfs have been responding, uh, responding by saying, well, Jim Schultz is just a trust fund lawyer. He's never tried a case. Keith Ellison was a private sector lawyer for three years right out of law school. He was a litigator at a firm at which he never tried a single case in court, not one. Later on, he was, uh, I, think, I think after one of, after his congressional, or before his run for Congress, uh, somewhere in there, he, was a, he, he served a couple of years as, a, as an attorney at another firm. I suspect it was one of those make-work jobs that law firms provide for DFLers and occasionally Republicans. It happens. I mean, people who are lawyers, they can they can find a way to bill some hours and pay the bills while they're waiting to run their next campaign. I have my suspicions about that because, well, in his time at that firm, in between political gigs, he tried no cases. So the sp- supposed criminal prosecution genius Keith Ellison and the ostensibly trust fund lawyer or hedge fund lawyer Jim Schultz have tried the exact same number of cases in court. The other big line was, well, Keith Ellison got Derek Chauvin convicted. A, it was in, it was it was a slam dunk case. It was all right there on camera in front of a Hennepin County jury. He was going to win no matter what. Any lawyer would have won it, and Keith Ellison didn't win it in any case. Keith Ellison won the the Chauvin trial. He got the conviction against Darren Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin in exactly the same way you and I, most likely, got our plumbing fixed by bringing in a professional from outside to do the job. That's what Keith Ellison did. The criminal division at the Minnesota Attorney General's office it, it consumes about 1% of the resources of that office. He had to go outside to get expert attorneys to actually try the Chauvin case, and they won, and they were going to win ever anyway, no matter what. I mean, yes, I'm being a Monday morning quarterback, but I'm not the only one who's made that observation. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? 
Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Join our fan club today and you could win our Regnery Book of the Month, Debunking the 1619 Project, Exposing the Plan to Divide America by Mary Graybar. Register to win daily at am1280thepatriot.com. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Michelle Tafoya hosts Sideline Sanity, the hard-hitting podcast on pop culture, politics, world news. Basically the same thing I do here. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, Salem Podcast Network. That's uh, Salem for you. They're taking care of everything. Salempodcastnetwork.com or watch each episode on YouTube. Yeah, we're everywhere. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Don't forget the podcast goes up at am12athepatriot.com slash podcasts. Last big story in the DFL's very bad week, something we will be talking about in the next hour with Sean Holster, GOP-endorsed candidate in District 63, South Minneapolis, the epicenter of the Feeding Our Future scandal. Uh, the big, <laughs> what should be in a just world, the biggest story of all, of all those three stories, dropped uh, yesterday. Uh, actually Thursday, and uh, had an extra wrinkle on it yesterday. U.S. Attorney Andy Luger released indictments against 47, later 48, we'll get back to that, suspects in the Feeding Our Future scandal, the scandal funneling $250 million in federal COVID funds uh, to, well, (laughs) themselves, uh, into pockets of a series of number of local nonprofits, meaning people. Uh, The 48th indictment, by the way, allegedly a woman who was just about to head to Ethiopia on a one-way ticket 
who had the distinction of at least being the only person among those 48 to have actually, you know, fed anyone. The indicted include, by the way, major donors to DFL candidates up through Ilhan Omar and some key staffers for, well, as far as we know, Jacob Fry and others. Beyond that, it all took place on Keith Ellison and Julie Blaha's watch. Julie Blaha, by the way, listed her main qualifications for the job of state auditor as teaching kindergartners how to count four years ago. So she might just be a little out of her depth. Anyway, I've got a couple hunches here bordering on fearless predictions. First, the Twin Cities media will move along quickly from this story as best they can. And more DFL connections will become apparent to those who are looking for them, which tends to rule out the uh, the uh, DFL-controlled media. By the way, the story didn't end there. In fact, it got better. In a rare rebuke, a Ramsey County judge on Friday criticized Governor Klink for making what the judge called inaccurate statements about a massive fraud case. This is from uh, Channel 9. The previous day, Waltz called for an investigation into Judge John Guthman, who he accused of forcing the state to restart payments to nonprofit, uh, the, the nonprofit Feeding Our Future organization last year. In his response, Guthman said Minnesota education officials made all the payments voluntarily. Uh, John Hinderocker had a scathing piece on this yesterday. Uh, absolutely scathing. Again, Governor Waltz said, I, I would hope there be an investigation into that, said Waltz reporters. I was speechless, unbelievable that this ruling could come down. But, as it turns out, the uh, Gu- uh, Judge Guthman uh, was going to get the last word in this so far. He released a statement, <laughs> and it is written in very polite legalese terms, but it is brutal. It It pummels Governor Klink. And I quote, Due to inaccurate statements by the governor, the commissioner of education, and the media regarding the investigation of Feeding Our Future and the resulting federal indictments, Ramsey County District George Guthman has authorized the release of this statement. Uh, Since the investigation of FOF by law enforcement became public, numerous media outlets have reported the investigation and the events uh, leading up to federal indictments. The Department of Education suspended payments to FOF based on a, quote, serious deficiency letter it issued to Friends uh, Feeding Our Future, rather, in March of 2021. As a result, the organization filed a motion asking Judge Guthman to order the Department of Education to resume payments and pay sanctions. Judge Guthman never ordered the Department of Education to resume payments in April 2021 or at any other time. Thereafter, the Department of Education voluntarily resumed making payments to FOF. The Department of Education was not ordered by the court to do so. After the department reserved voluntary, resumed rather, voluntary payments, counsel for the Department of Education wrote the court asking that FOF's motion for sanctions based on non-payment be denied as moot because the department voluntarily resumed payments. In a later court filing related to the separate motion for sanctions based on the failure to approve or deny 144 applications for new food delivery sites, the Department of Education advised the court that Feeding Our Future's serious deficiencies were resolved as of June 4th, 2021. Now, the media went on to misreport this rather scabrously. And Governor Klink, this past week, tried to throw Judge Guthman under the bus for this. Put in plain English, he lied. 
We'll be posting the link to John Hinderocker's analysis of this piece uh, as soon as I get a moment here off the air. But uh, let's try and squeeze in a couple phone calls. Uh, In Minneapolis, Pat, you've got about 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Yes, hello. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Go right ahead. Yes, I'm, I'm concerned about this polling. You've been talking a little bit about that. I'm wondering if you know about polling. I'm getting conflicting things from the various candidates saying we're close in polling. Then you hear other polling is way far away. And I'm concerned especially over the uh, CD4 with Maylor Jean. And if she has a chance, because she has an ad that is just outstanding. She does. Absolutely. And I'm wondering if there's any way of getting that through or if Tom Emmer, you know, in the <clears throat> Congressional Committee, could work with them and give them more money to get that ad out, especially. Here's, here's hoping. I mean, the general consensus is nationally that the districts like CD4 and CD5 are pretty much hopeless, and anything that they can do on their own is the best they can do. It's sad. It's true. Maylor Zhang's an outstanding candidate, and her ad is especially outstanding. I'll be posting it shot in the dark then for what, for what it's worth. Uh, as far as the polling goes, I, we discussed that at great length earlier. We will no doubt do it between now and the election because I have a, a hunch there will be much more. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, you are on the air. You've got about uh, 15 seconds. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just hope people realize that this November, this election is could be a turning point in our country's history. Uh, the history has shown that when Marxists take over a country, aside the useful idiots that they've been using, it's called co-opting a movement. People got to study history about this. And I believe that the Democrat Party is being used as the useful idiots. I mean, that term is how they describe. Exactly. Uh, and I don't disagree with you one bit. I think the left, you can call them communists, you can call them Marxists, I just call them the left. It's all the same thing. They have adopted the, the Democratic Party, the DFL of Minnesota, as the conduit for this ideological onslaught that's been going on for over 100 years and is not going to end unless we finally once and for all stomp it flat sean holster joins us after the break northern alliance am 12a the patriot go nowhere warning 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 once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. At AM1280ThePatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by. Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the the Biden completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debt. 
The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Hosts, and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.